this is Tim Davis, and this is the podcast Think Global. And once again, uh, from very cold and snowy Fort Collins, Colorado, I'm joined in the uh, studio here with my co-host. His name is John Smith. John, how you doing? I'm great. It's a snowy February, that's for sure. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah, I think this morning outside, it was 16 below when I drove in. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Like yeah, Nobody should live with that. This is like Fargo or something. But anyway... <laughs> Yeah, it's cold out there. Anyway, here on Think, yeah, it's good to be back here on Think Global. I remind you that the world is our home. Strangers become friends, and friends become family. John, what are we talking about today? I'm really excited. We're in this series, um, things we didn't know. And if you remember last month, if you didn't listen to it, you should go back and listen to it. But we started it last month. That was part one, and we talked about Tunisia, and we talked about um, dates and olive production. Olive oil production in Tunisia. Yeah. And so things you didn't know. So we're looking at countries around the world and talking about things that you may or may not know about those countries, uh, things that we just typically find uh, fascinating. Yeah. And they it is fascinating, actually. I mean, you know, uh, what, what we said last time was that um, we we live on planet Earth and we are surrounded by incredible... Um, fascinating facts about countries and people and um and yet we get very content to just focus on our little world our neighborhood our city our jobs and there's so much more to enrich our lives out there and so that's what we're actually trying to do yeah we're kind of trying to shed some light on these things that if you didn't know it you should know it because it just makes life a little bit more interesting when you know it so uh last month we were in the northern part of africa actually we talked a little bit about the northernmost tip of Africa, which is in Tunisia. But today we're going to go all the way to Southeast Asia. Right. And we're going to talk about a little known country and a little country by geography called Laos. Right. And I'm really excited for this. Well, yeah, Laos, uh, both for you and me, I mean, Laos has become a a country where we have visited a number of times and we we do love the people there. I mean, it's a fascinating culture. Uh, It's landlocked, uh, surrounded by other countries. Um, which I think kind of creates some of the reason why Laos is often called the forgotten country uh, in Southeast Asia and in the world. I had never even heard of Laos until I was probably 24 years old. Right. So that's that's an embarrassing fact about me, but maybe I'll add that. When people say, what's the most embarrassing thing about you? I'll say, I didn't even know the country of Laos existed until Mm. I was 24 years old. There you go. (laughs) That is pretty embarrassing. I'd be ashamed of that. But anyway, um, you know, if you look at the maps, uh, Southeast Asia, you've got Cambodia, Thailand, Vietnam, and right there in the middle of it all is Laos. And thus, that brings us to the subject of talking about Laos. Let's talk about Laos. Give us some facts, John. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a small country, 7.3, 7.4 million people. So, fairly small country. Uh, 10% of the of the land is used for agriculture, but 80% of the people are farmers. So, it's a big farming agriculture country. Uh, you can think about rice paddies um, and that sort of farming. That's kind of what goes on there, if you think about that. It's... Um, I think culturally, it's very similar to like a, a Thai culture. P- people are familiar with Thailand more right, than right. other countries. So it's when you relate it to like Vietnam or even Cambodia, it's probably closer in relation to like a Thailand in right. terms of culture. But the people are extremely friendly. Yeah. Um, you know, we land in Thailand a number of times, and the kind of the slogan is the land of smiles. Right. I think they should they should call Laos that as well. They're just right. a friendly, friendly, friendly people. They um, smile. They it's smile. laid back. Very laid back. Casual. S- slow culture. Slow. 
but yeah, small country, mostly agriculture, uh, mostly a poor country. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to throw this in there real quick. Um, and, and it's a country with like over 120 um, people groups. Uh, which is kind of crazy, like, you know, tribal groups, uh, they, uh, they're they unique to themselves, but over 120 uh, different people groups in that small country of 7.3 million. Yeah. So, very fascinating place. Yeah, but you know, one of the unknown things that people don't know about Laos, which is not the point of this podcast, but it's another unknown point, is uh, their history around the Vietnam War. Right. So, talk a little bit about that kind of sore part of the history that we're they're still recovering from right well i mean what what laos ended up being was a place for um fighter uh bombers to drop their ordnance because they couldn't go back to base or to the aircraft carrier with ordnance live ordnance on them and so laos became a place where uh often um bombers would go over and just get rid of their their bombs in fact there's one estimate out there that believes that um, there were 80 million bombs dropped on the small country of Laos. I believe that was between 1964 and 1973. Uh, there's a lot of facts around that. Real quick, we'll just yeah. bring people up to speed. Well, 580,000 missions, bombing missions went across there during that time frame. But, um, but they dropped more than... 270 million bombs mm-hmm. on Laos, actually. Right. Uh, but they were trying to disrupt those northern Vietnam bombing right. or, or, or uh, mission. They were trying to disrupt the northern Vietnam right. in their trade, or trying to get across the border and right. stuff. So that's why a lot of those bombs were dropped. But right. a lot of them, which is staggering, were undetonated. Is right. that the right term? They, right. Were, they were not detonated. And so right. there's these live bombs still all over the country um, that still detonate to this day if you go... Right dig them up or you right. do something they they detonate so it's still extremely dangerous in right. parts of laos because right. of that so it's a sad part of their history um and yeah it's an yeah. unfortunate thing and thankfully there are groups out there who are helping those whose lives have been uh, either destroyed or um, bodies maimed because of those uh, devices that have exploded um and trying to um rid the country of of still the remnants of a of a war that took place so long ago so Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, that's a little bit of the context of Laos, get a little bit of the Vietnam War context. But what do we really want to talk about today? Because this yes. is what's really exciting. What I love, one thing I love about Laos is right. what we're talking about today. So let's talk about uh, the fact that, look, priority-wise, we love the people. We love the country. That's why you know we have colleagues who work there. We're thrilled about that. Um, but one of the side residual benefits of being in Laos is that they have incredible coffee. Yes, and so in honor of this podcast, I made a cup of coffee for right. our recording. I've got a cup of coffee right here next to me, but it's not from Laos. <laughs> it's not from Laos, but you know, it's second second rate compared to Lao coffee. So yeah, Laos is known um, in Southeast Asia as, for coffee. They're actually uh, the third largest exporter of coffee behind um, Indonesia. And is it Vietnam? Is yes. That, is that right? Indonesia Indian? and Vietnam. That's yes. pretty wild. So yeah. you wouldn't think that. Like when I think of coffee... Again, back to my embarrassing moment of not even thinking about Laos until I was in my mid-20s. But you don't typically think of Laos. Right. But they're producing amazing coffee. Right. And so here's a question. Historically, uh, how did coffee end up in Laos? I mean, like, how did that actually happen? I mean, it just, it's mind-boggling, but somehow it ended up there. Well, obviously, I was interested in it. And so our team did a little bit of research around this. And so what we found out was the French colonists, when they colonized uh, Lao, 
in the early 1900s, they started these coffee plantations, right? Uh, which is pretty cool. And so uh, when they left, so the French left during the Vietnam War. And so the production significantly slowed down, but it was started by these French colonists in the early 1900s. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Right? So the, it came uh, through the, uh, the French influence. It died down when the French left, but it has been revived because it's now a significant part of the economy of Laos. Right. A lot of a lot of money. So it supports um, over fifty thousand families. And uh, where did I read earlier about the amount of money? Fifty was it fifty million dollars? Um, our last estimate, like twenty sixteen, it it supplied about fifty million dollars to the country. Right. That it provides support for families. It yeah. provides a, a stronger economy yeah. for the country of Laos. Right. And so, yeah, 50, but 50,000 families, when you think here's a country of 7 million people yeah. and a significant portion of it is being uh, helped through the production of uh, of coffee that is then exported. Uh, yeah. But, you know, um, you know, beyond the export of coffee, uh, when we have traveled there, like one of the great delights, like it's almost mind boggling. These incredible coffee shops that you find in Laos. Yeah, there, it is. It's like you're walking into a different place. I mean, you're walking on the streets of Laos and you slip into this coffee shop, and all the coffee is locally grown, locally roasted. And these coffee shops are fantastic, and the and the owners they care about uh, the where the coffee comes from. They care about these farmers, and they're putting their some of their profits back into these hill tribe farmers uh, to help their families. And so, um, but. The coffee is just amazing. I mean, yeah. we every time we would go there, we started bringing coffee back. Right. And then we heard from our colleagues and said, hey, I'm going to be back in America. We'd immediately write them and say, well, can you bring me a bag of coffee? <laughs> and they were always nice enough to do that. So a shout out to our colleagues <laughs> who have uh, functioned as pack mules to bring yeah. us coffee over For, here. Yeah. So one particular place that we love is a place called Saffron. Yes. Right. And yes. so uh, my particular favorite coffee from Saffron, I don't know if they still make it. We actually have an audience in our studio today. Do they still make Make it. Do they still make uh, pea berry? Pea berry coffee, they do. So our favorite was the pea berry coffee, and that's the one I always requested. I wanted whole bean pea berry coffee, right? And from saffron, and that was one of my favorites as well. Uh, and if you want to understand what a pea berry coffee is, you just have to Google that and and check it out. But anyway, you know what? One of the things I did want to note, though, and this is this is the uh, this is the more sad part of this, and that is that coffee farmers, from what I read um, that's one of the more dangerous jobs in Laos because of the the bombs that have not uh, detonated. Yeah, because what the, what the farmers are doing is they're going out and they're mine or demining their own fields right. so that they can plant coffee trees. Is it a tree? Coffee yeah. trees. Um, but it's dangerous because right. these bombs are detonating and it's killing people or maiming people. And so, yeah, it's one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. Right. Which is pretty crazy. Which is crazy. Yeah. You can lose life and limb, which is um, which is not, um, you know, that, that's that's something that needs to be addressed. And hopefully the international con- community can do more of that. But anyway, right. Laos Coffee, fantastic coffee. It's wonderful. Saffron is a company um, that is established there. John, I mean, like what? Like when we think of the benefits, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we enjoy the benefit of good tasting coffee. Yeah. But there is a benefit for the Laotian people and families that are involved in the production of coffee. Like, let's talk about that. Yeah. So, I mean, what it's doing is, is provi- providing a sustainable income for these farmers, uh, mostly in the northern mountains of Laos. So, um, that's a benefit for sure. Um, and they're, you know, 
Like, for example, there's 780 hill tribe families across these 18 villages that produce uh, 7,000 kilograms of beans hmm. um, that are consumed throughout Laos right. and even abroad. So they're exporting it. We talked about, you know, the export money that comes from that. I think it was totaling $50 right. million dollars in export money. So it's providing money. It's providing jobs. It's providing um, a well-being for these families. And right. and then you have the companies like like a Saffron Coffee Company. So they, they do tours or whatever. And they're putting their profits from these tours back into these families. So um, – when you buy it from the right companies like a Saffron, you, like you're really helping the families that produce that coffee. That's so that's exactly. what we love about yeah. it as well. Not only does it taste good, not only is it cool to say I got my coffee from Laos, but you're actually helping these uh, this poor unknown country right. um, be sustainable. Right. Yeah. So you know, and th- this is a this truly it is a gift uh, for this country. They've got the climate, they've got what it takes to produce good coffee, and so the government has taken an, an initiative over the past many years to introduce Arabica coffee there because that is the palate of the world, and so that's a part of what's taking place there. So you know, we're advocates of Laos. We're we're uh, supporters of that country. We're involved in that nation, which makes us feel very good. But there are ways that people who are listening to this podcast can ask, uh, actually contri- uh, contribute to this. Yeah. So I think what we're going to do is put some links yes. um, either in the YouTube description, if you're watching on YouTube or the show notes, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple music or wherever the podcast is, we're going to put some links in the show notes of where you can find what we're talking about and you can support some of these Lao coffee yeah. uh, suppliers. Right. Um, because we want to support the ones that are doing the right thing and that are um, supporting these, these, families right. and farmers. And yeah, and, and what it does is it blesses their villages. Did you just say this? That main wells that are being dug because of this, uh, their livelihoods are increased. Uh, their children have a future hope because now there's there's production, um, exports, and all that uh, goes on with this. And so it is a gift to the uh, Lao farmer when we buy their coffee. And so we want to encourage you guys to be drinkers of coffee that is um, produced in Laos. Yeah, I love that because, you know, just like last month, we talked about uh, supporting these date farmers in Tunisia and the olive oil producers in Tunisia. We want to produce, we want to, we want to encourage um, supporting these farmers, yeah. these, these Lao coffee farmers. And if you enjoy coffee and you enjoy um Getting coffee from places that maybe you didn't know about or maybe are more interesting, try supporting Lao coffee makers. Hey, what a better way to entertain your guests than to say, hey, this morning we're going to have some coffee and we want to tell you the story of this coffee, which is really cool. I think that's the main reason I wanted the pea berry from Saffron was just so I could tell people where it came from and and talk about it. There's just a cool factor to that. You and I are kind of into that sort of weird stuff. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, and I love it. I love it. So anyway, folks, that is a big part of Laos that maybe you didn't um, know before. Uh, We encourage you to go to our little link uh, that we will get up for you um, and do us a favor, order some coffee. Um, grown in the country, the forgotten country of Laos. And uh, with that history, I hope that you enjoy that cup of coffee. Yeah, we promise you will like it. You will. Not only will you be doing something good, but you will like the coffee. You will like it. Anyway, folks, this is Think Global. My name is Tim Davis, and you are? Jonathan Smith. And it's so good to be back with you again. We look forward to our next country uh, next time. But until then, remember... That the world is our home, and it's a place where strangers become friends, and friends become family. All the best. 